ever had an emerging trend just sneak up on you? How about one that snuck up on 45 million users worldwide? What's it mean to you? It could be big changes in how you profit from ERP. I'm your host, Gene Hammonds, director at Profit from ERP. Welcome to ER Podcast, the small business edition. But even multinationals need to know, there's a change in business software deployment we'll discuss. We're gonna be taking a look at Zoho. Now, if you don't know, they started with a free CRM model and soon developed apps or modules, extending functionality into all the other departments. From a 2001 initial launch into the Japanese market, Zoho has expanded worldwide. By 2014, 15 million users worldwide. 20 million users two years later. And by 2019, a reported 45 million worldwide users. That kind of exponential growth means that you should probably start paying attention. Now, not technically ERP, but a business operating system, as they refer to it, for predominantly small to medium businesses means we're not replacing SAP ERP with Zoho anytime soon. But there's a new approach, and we're referring to it as the cloud deployment model. Not just cloud-based software, but how you implement cloud-based software. Instead of teams of 200 plus dollar on-site software consultants, we're seeing online business coaches, videos, tutorials, implementation exercises. We've seen the same model emerging in project management with Workfront, in construction apps with Builder Trend, and now some of the Microsoft resellers are picking up on it. It's a huge change in both costs and approach to deploying business software. So while your current ERP system still has a few years of life in it, you need to know that sooner or later, you're going to more likely than not be deploying some type of business software using the new cloud deployment model. One way or another, cloud deployment model is coming your way. We'll take you out to a recent Zoho Roadshow. But today is not just about entry-level business software. It's about the same theories you'll follow, whether your company just passed the $1 million mark, the $10 million mark, or the $100 million signpost. So no matter what your business size, you can continue to profit from ERP. The podcast today is being brought to you by Ide Bailey Technology. Ide Bailey is a 100-year-old CPA firm, and the Ide Bailey Technology Unit is one of the leaders in NetSuite, Salesforce, and Sage business software. So to say Ide Bailey is a NetSuite partner with 100 years of experience might be stretching things just a little bit, given that NetSuite was first released about 20 years ago. But in any case, they've been doing NetSuite for quite some time, and that's how you get to be worldwide partner several years running. And with years of experience, you learn a few things, like the true cost of ERP isn't just the price of the software. Uh, regardless of which ERP you go with, you'll end up spending a great deal of time learning and implementing that software, and then working with that software to make your business more efficient and your people more productive. So if you outgrow the ERP you selected today in just two or three years, the initial cost isn't quite as important as having to buy two systems and the upheaval of two implementations. Those are the kind of things you learn from experience. So when it's time for new business software, it's time for Ide Bailey. We can help with a full financial analysis to make sure to meet your 2019 budget without busting the fiscal year 2021 budget. Ide Bailey Technology. 
You know, NetSuite doesn't absolutely fit every company everywhere, but when NetSuite's the right ERP, Ide Bailey's the right partner. Ide Bailey, that's E I D E B A I L L Y dot com. Um, we'll see you over here on. It's Thursday, and we're in downtown Phoenix with uh, Zoho's Roadshow. You can hear there in the background, they're showing everybody all the different modules that they've come up with and everything like that. You may know Soho as a free CRM product from a few years back. Things have really changed since then. Zoho is a worldwide software provider, 6,000 employees globally, headquartered in India. The USHQ is in uh, Pleasanton, California. Zoho started out 22 years ago as a free CRM product. Now they're like in 180 countries. Uh, reported 45 million plus users. I'm always a little suspect of user counts from software companies. You take them with a grain of salt. But the amazing thing with Zoho is they've doubled their total users within a two-year period. So even if the numbers are a little cooked, they're cooked with the same recipe that showed 20 million in growth over a couple of years. But you know what? It, it's all cloud-based software, so these could be totally accurate numbers. I, I have no way of knowing. Anyway. The free starter model CRM was popular with quite a few software publishers. You start out with for free with base functionality and slowly you grow and you become more enamored with the software and you, especially as you start making progress, making more money with better customer contacts and service, then you graduate up to the paid version and, and become customers for life. Zoho started with this model. You may have seen other companies like Bitrix24. Uh, HubSpot does that. Pipedrive uh, has a, an, an agile start off with a, a free software. Several others. In any case, Zoho developed a pretty nice CRM offering, and they didn't stop there. They moved into a project module. They started doing some web page building and hosting, social media management, and by about 2011, they'd even launched a, a financials package. So we started hearing these references to Zoho ERP. That, that wasn't the Zoho marketing material. They, they call themselves the operating system for business. However, the ERP term kept being thrown around in the trade papers, and so we decided we needed to come and check it out. Now, ERP traditionally has modules for finance, operations, supply chain, purchasing, inventory, and so on. So calling yourself an ERP is a pretty big step above a free CRM package. So when the Zoho Roadshow rolled into Phoenix, we knew we had to be here to check it out. Meanwhile, back in the studio, the last time we evaluated Zoho, probably four years ago, we knew they had a global presence. We were checking them out for a client that was evaluating CRM, and we pretty much focused on the core CRM functionality. Yeah, there were other modules available. Zoho Project seemed interesting, but our client needed a little bit more in that area. And there were other modules, but the world is really full of software companies trying to be all things to all people. After a while, it, it kind of gets to be background noise. We had also set up a demo from Bitrix. Now, remember, that's another free CRM product. We set up a demo on their project module. And while it's hard to judge software on a single demo, this one went so terribly wrong. It was not well prepped. The demo team showing it was clearly inexperienced. So we probably made the wrong decision and lumped every free CRM extra module into the same waste bin. Not saying that that was a fair assessment, but when you're juggling seven or eight software vendors early in a selection process, a bad first demo is a really quick way to narrow the field. 
But we learned an incredible, valuable lesson that day, and we're going to get back to that later when we start talking about implementation. In the meantime, Zoho. By 2019, Zoho has released 40 different modules. There's CRM, of course, there's Zoho Project, as well as marketing, desk, analytics, social media management, HR, recruitment, finance, estimates, invoices, time tracking, bank integration, customer portals, inventory. That list goes on for quite a ways. And in the hands of the Zoho Direct staff, you could quickly see that Zoho has a very intuitive, logical suite of products that far outstrips the functionality you're going to find in something like QuickBooks or other basic accounting software. Now, is it fair to call it full ERP? Well, that starts to become a difference without much of a distinction. Zoho, from what we can tell so far, is a great option where it fits. And that's going to be mostly in the smaller offices, a company from one to maybe 30 people. That's probably the core demographic for Zoho. I'm sure they have some clients that are much larger, and and I'm sure it could effectively scale larger, but that's probably where most of their customers are going to fall. So what it does, it does extremely well, but of course, no software does everything. Take, for example, Zoho websites. You could, as an end user, without having to be a graphic artist or web designer, set up and publish a relatively nice website with a lot of stock features, yet it wouldn't look like those templated websites you may have seen from, say, Wix or Weebly or SiteBuilder or some of the others. They look okay, but they look like they came from a kit. Zoho goes beyond that. You can set up your Zoho marketing to interact with the website and capture the web leads and feed them right into the CRM system. You can capture web sales and feed it directly into financials. You can tie into social media. You can use chat, online credit card payments, all of these things and more all wrapped into one package. And then as you get better at using the tools, you can do some really wild things like run a heat map to track the analytical behavior on your audience on your website. Where do they lose interest in a page? Where, where, when do they stop scrolling down and move off your site? So you can use this whole suite of Zoho modules, or you don't have to. You could connect Zoho to a WordPress site, or you could feed it into QuickBooks instead of Zoho Books, or use marketing tools in Zoho, or go to MailChimp for an outside source. It's all up to you. But really advanced features? Well, okay, Zoho Inventory will track your basic inventory levels really well. But to ask it to forecast future sales, production orders, POs, sales commitments, to do all this calculation and tell me I've got 650 widgets I can sell next August, well, that's not likely going to happen without some serious configuration. But there is a module called Custom Apps, which is a development environment. So really, who knows? Now, is this a big recommendation that you ditch QuickBooks and run out and jump on the Zoho bandwagon? No, (laughs) that's not what we're saying at all. As we always say, business requirements dictate the decision. You know, with QuickBooks, it's got a majority market share among U.S. small businesses. But, you know, with Zoho coming along so far, so fast, I wouldn't say it's the de facto default anymore. Remember how we talked about Zoho interfacing with QuickBooks and WordPress and MailChimp and the list goes on? 
today's small business has to operate in a lot of different technologies. You can't just have a nice website without having a way to take that information and turn it into sales leads and things like that. The modern cloud-based back office software needs to know how to operate in all of these different areas, and you don't normally have a large staff to handle it. What we're saying is there's a step between buying QuickBooks on Amazon for $200 and spending $100,000 on a full-blown ERP. That's, again, not to say there's not lesser ERP offerings out there for 20 or 30K, but Zoho One, the entire suite of products, is $30 per user per month, or $75 a seat for the Flex user plan. That's incredibly affordable. Now, before we go cutting a check to Zoho, remember there's a lot of software offerings out there. Our consulting practice helps our client companies go through these selection processes and the implementation process. We're getting everything configured up and running as an internal team. We're not the software consultants who work on the technology. We're the business consultants that help your internal team through the project. And as we mentioned before, how do you know when is it the right time to invest in new technology, to use efficiency and productivity, to maintain a lean staff and tight operations? To us, it's all driven by the business requirements. We've told the story before of a client who told us they couldn't spend more than $10,000 on software until we showed them how to cut back on a $10,000 a month phone room labor bill by switching to online order entry. We've also talked about Dell Computer, how they tripled the capacity of their phone operations by putting up one of the first online shopping carts and shifting transaction costs of orders from the company onto the consumer side. So... With ERP and technology, we can save our clients an incredible amount of money, or technically, we help them save an incredible amount of money by increasing their productivities through software technology. Now, as a small business, can you afford a team of consultants for months at a time? The answer is probably not. For our larger clients, we do have a team of business analysts who carefully map out each workflow, each supply chain segment, each cost channel. We have software architects who design and scope the properly scaled applications needed. We, we may spend months on site with teams visiting every office and facility because there's literally millions of dollars at stake. However, for a smaller client, that's, of course, overkill. That's why we've developed a starter approach for smaller businesses. We don't do any one-size-fits-all packages. That doesn't work in this industry. But we do design kind of a two-week limited-scope project to help small businesses get through the process of finding out what's the right software for them. We define and determine requirements. We shortlist the available vendors. We keep tabs on what's out there. So we're already halfway to knowing what you're going to need, just like our recent visit to the Zoho Roadshow. We'll set up the online demos, making sure that you get to see a good representative demonstration of the products you're considering. And we do this all for a flat fee, one time, no cost overrun package. Finally, we help define the selection criteria and get you into the right software. Whether it's Zoho, Bittrex, QuickBooks, a Microsoft project, or even some of the auxiliary like project management from Workfront or Smartsheets, CRM, sometimes it's WMS. We can even tell you sometimes that a larger ERP package would quickly pay for itself in your case. Look, imagine if you'd gone through this type of business software evaluation a few hundred times. Well, we're past 400 plus projects over the last 25 years. Can't you imagine that you'd have a little bit different outcome after you'd done a few of these projects? 
And over the years, a lot of these projects had been with some huge multinational corporations with IT teams in the 40 to 80 person range. So we picked up a few tricks from some really smart people that we can bring to bear on your project. And the whole idea is to make it fit your budget so you can work with a software that makes sure you profit from ERP. That's the idea. Lastly, remember that incredibly valuable lesson we learned from that failed Bittrex demo? There's been a really important software shift in the last few years. I'm sure you've heard all about cloud software. It's no longer on-premise. It's accessed through the internet. It's brought about some pretty exciting changes. And that brings us to two items. Number one is cloud implementations. Number two is cloud business partners or resellers. First of all, the cloud implementations. In the past, when you bought enterprise software, you had a team of implementation consultants come on site. They configured your server, set up the software for your business model, tweaked everything. And for a mid-sized company, it might take six to nine months to get everything up and running. Software was more complex, kludgier, and it took a lot to get it up and running. Now, we talk about the consumerization of business software. It's like an app on your phone. You don't get some consultant to help you install that app. You just push a button at the app store and boom, it's on your phone. And then you push a button and, and boom, you open it up and boom, you're working with your new app in no time flat. No training, no user manual, just boom, it works. That's what's called the consumer experience. And it's starting to affect business software. Well, with business software that was designed in this century, things have changed. Think about it. Cloud software has only been viable since Salesforce.com came out in about the early 2000s. And it really didn't catch on strongly until 2005 to 2006. So now you have all this cloud-based software that's been developed since then. The design parameters have changed. If you look at a traditional ERP, you're going to see a Windows XP era entry screen that has 30 or 40 different fields that you could enter information. Looking at the Zoho screens last week, we usually saw maybe three or four entry points on a screen. Now, of course, the entry that you put into one of those fields may take you to another screen for more follow-up information. And so you are ending up with the same variables that were found in that traditional ERP 40 field screen. It's just so much simpler to approach and less confusing. And today with made for cloud software, you're lucky to see consultants on site for more than a day or two at the project kickoff. Sometimes they come on site for training, sometimes not. Everything else is remote web meetings and training sessions, and that's for full-blown ERP. For a product like Zoho, it goes even a step further, which is good and bad. You download Zoho, and then you're watching training videos. You're looking at online reference materials and, and configuring everything yourself. Pretty easy when it was just CRM. If, if you'd used CRM before, it went pretty quick. But now... The success of your software is in your company's ability to develop your people to be able to learn and use the new software. There are some partner companies you can enlist to help, much like the old software consulting model. But that brings us to cloud business partners, point number two. Remember that bad Bittrex demo? It wasn't the software. It was the partner. Here's the deal. In the old days, last century, 
to become a software consultant, you started out with a background in accounting or IT. Then you studied and went to intensive training and became certified in the software. But now we're in the cloud era. We're no longer delivering software that way. In the Bittrex, Zoho, QuickBooks level software, the partners you find out there are usually former users that have decided to become full-time consultants. Those guys learned it from the same videos you're going to see online. It's not like there's these huge million-dollar Zoho implementations to justify the level of training, education, and certification from days gone by. But the good news is the software is simpler. And, you know, I don't mean to disparage every Zoho partner. There's some great ones out there and some that we trust implicitly because we've used them with client companies before and we know the capabilities. However, you don't. And when you get down in the average cloud-based partner channel, it's kind of hard to remember that somebody has to make up the bottom half of that channel. And it's hard to tell the difference unless you have some direct experience. That's an incredibly valuable lesson we learned from that bad Bittrex demo, which brings us to our final point. When you go with any one of these business operational systems, the initial entry cost is low, but then it takes some time and effort for your people to become great at using the software. You need to plan to send them to annual conferences and, and take advantage of every advanced training opportunity. The software cost is low, but the total cost of ownership is higher in that your staff is going to have to take on the responsibility of learning to become proficient. Well, wait, scratch that. Learning to become an expert in the new program. I can't tell you over the years how many ERP systems we've replaced. We go in and the client tells us they're running Biz Pro Max ERP or whatever. And they'll be the first to admit they're not utilizing everything Biz Pro Max can do. And they'll tell you it probably wasn't implemented right in the first place. In other words, the problems lie with a bad implementation. Maybe because the client wanted to cut corners and get in sooner with a smaller consulting budget. Or maybe because the 1980s BizMax Pro code base was so stupidly complex it took three times longer to deploy than it should have. Maybe this, maybe that. But whatever. You can no longer afford to run your business on poorly deployed software, and the new cloud deployment model is shifting that responsibility for deploying the software onto your staff. And actually, that's where the ultimate responsibility has always been. I don't care which outdated, badly designed, technologically obsolete ERP system you're talking about. I can find you one company somewhere that has embraced that behemoth and is running a very tight ship using the same ERP that most other companies say, this just doesn't work. That's why it's up to you to make whatever you choose work. So today, whether it's the new cloud deployment model or even a traditional Oracle rollout with 18 outside software consultants on site for two years, you need a change management project that runs right alongside and parallel to your ERP software project. But that's only if you want to succeed. You may be an emerging small business growing at a rapid rate and Zoho may be great idea to get you off of QuickBooks while you still can. 
But you need to do a comprehensive analysis of the growth projections and your future ERP strategy. You need to know where you're going to stand in a couple of years. Factor in what you're going to spend in terms of the labor and the time your staff is invested in this project. And if you see that you may outgrow a system within three years, you may want to consider going a little higher up the food chain into a more traditional ERP. So many companies see the upfront cost involved and they immediately balk, but they end up paying the price in the long run. You know, another strategy the Profit from ERP team employs is the use of creative financing. We work with software leasing companies, and we'll get more into in depth with that in a future episode. But while cloud-based SaaS software has some cash flow advantages, you still have to pay a first year's subscription upfront, plus all of the implementation pricing, which can be half the cost of the entire project. We could show you how to approach it with a software lease that doesn't tie up your current lines of credit and gives you a single lower monthly payment from day one that never changes. And there we can develop a cost revenue model to show how much quicker break even. And if it makes financial sense for you to take this approach, in any case, whether you're looking to decide if Zoho One is the right option for your emerging business or if you're trying to determine if a creative financing option gets you the ERP of tomorrow today, don't go it alone. Give us a call and take the experience of 400 plus ERP projects into the transformation of your company and really end up profiting from ERP.